podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. On 558am, online, on your smart speaker, and on digital radio, this is Love Sport. They dare to do, and the Lily Whites are going to score on you. They're no angels, but this season, Harry and the boys are going for gold. From White Hart Lane to Wembley, Spurs will always be North London's finest. It's the Tottenham Hotspurs Fans Show on Love Sport with seven of the best for your chance to win a million pounds. This is the Spurs Fan Show here on Love Sport. I'm Guy Watts. We're here with you till 8.30. I'm joined in the studio tonight by Ricky and Jason from Last Word on Spurs and Jamie from the Daily Hotspur. Boys, there's only one place to start off. I can see we've got a caller on the line already. It could be a busy night, but let's let's have a chat first. Look, where to start? With, with the winner, the, another goal from a set piece. What, what were your thoughts as you saw that go in? Can't be honest, we're 24 hours recording here on. I still can't quite understand how we've lost the game itself. Spurs, as you mentioned about set pieces, I think now, I think eight of our last nine goals have been conceded by headers. Um, I mean, you go back to, to set pieces, I think now it's four goals considering just the last three games from either direct corners or overall set pieces. Is Pochettino working on these set pieces? Are the players not defending properly? There's definitely elements, but there's so much more to cover in this next hour and a half, and we'll try our best to get into it as best as we can. Absolutely. So, I mean, look, throwing away that result at sort of 85 minutes, were you watching that game thinking, I'm worried here, or were you thinking, we are, you know, there shouldn't be any problems? I know obviously things change pretty dramatically, but, you know, w- was it coming? No, I think we'd, um, I think we kind of grew into the second half. Um, we started slowly. Um, and then we kind of got the sense that Inter uh, were there for the taking. You know, they're a side that sat 15th in Syria. Um, they'd just come off the back of a defeat to Palmer at home. Um, and we'd, we'd, grew, we'd grew in confidence and we'd started getting all the chances. Um, and then, so I think we were, we were co- comfortable up until the 85th minute and it was a real surprise that they managed to just come back and win the game. And Jason, just I want to bring in a caller we got on the line as well, but just quickly get get your thoughts as well. Was it all the more painful given how important you knew those three points would have been if you could have brought them home? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, to go there and win, we obviously you got Barcelona coming next, and we all know what what Messi can do. And I know people will say you beat Real Madrid, but with one eye on that Barcelona game, you think we definitely need. I mean, even if it was a point, it would have been a a bad point having been one nil up with five minutes to go. But but we had to get something from last night, and it it now leaves us uh, very short of, of room for, for any more errors that's for sure yeah it's going to be an uphill battle to get out of the group now isn't it and look boys we'll be right back to you very soon but let's let's have Ravin and Croydon have his say because he's on the line Ravin how, how are you doing fine thank you yeah um, recovering I'm surprised you're uh, fine yes. <laughs> we're <laughs> no, not I tell you, you we're know, not <laughs> look firstly I just want to say um, uh, that I'm an avid listener of The Last Word on Spurs. Fantastic podcast. Thank you. Listen to it every week. Yourself and Hotspur America are my, are my podcasts of choice. Oh, we love them when, too. Listening to anything, uh, listening to anything about, um, about Spurs. But yes, going back to the last few weeks, um, 
I'm still not worried. I'm still not worried. I, I you know, I yes, um, the result against Watford was most be the worst one, but Liverpool, I think, are most going to be the closest challenges to um, to um, Man City, uh, Manchester City uh, within within the Premier League, and. You know, I thought it was going to be, you know, uh, to me, uh, if some of you had given me one all at the, at the beginning of the Inter Milan game, I would have, t- I would have taken it. I'm, I'm confident that when we get them, uh, when we get these teams at home, we will, we will up the standard. However, I think we agree that it's now time for other players to step up and take the pressure of Hurricane. I mean, Lamella, had, had, Lamella said so himself and he had, he had a few chances. Um, but, you know, I, I, I there's a lot of, focus being on Harry Kane at the moment but I think there are many players within the Spurs team at the moment that that are playing understanded and there's a, one fear I do have though is I wonder whether this will be Pochettino's last season not because we're going to sack him because we're going to be crazy too but I uh, I'm wondering if at the end of the season Daniel Levy does not take the chance which Pochettino said he should have done at the end of last season I think Pochettino, in spite of him signing a five-year contract, might just say, you know what, that's it, I'm gone. I've got to, listen, I understand your point then. Thank you so much for all your kind comments on the show. We really appreciate them. On Pochettino, for me, as I think, you know, listening to the show, I adore this man. I can't, you know, thank him enough for where he's taken us to. My next big question now is looking at him as a manager, and you've got to take the transfer window to one side now. Window shut. You have to focus on the players Mm -hmm. that are there. Is he managing these players correctly? That's his in-game management. That's his substitutions, which both of these points we pulled up again last season. We spoke about uh, the game in Juventus, the two-legged tie. We spoke about the FA Cup semi-final. There's key games where, for whatever reason, he just can't seem to make the right changes at the right time. And we've got this issue around the in-game management. My biggest concern with Pot is we've started to see him biting now with journalists. And it's something we're not used to. We saw that press conference last night. And believe me, I love his passion. I love the way he's protecting the players. But also, I think there comes a time where he has to start letting some of these players know some home truths as well. Because some of their performances just aren't good enough at the moment. What do you think, Jace? Well, we don't know what he says to them in the in the closed walls of, of the dressing not. room you, you know he won't be the only manager that refuses to come out and, and smash his players in the press but you know the, the fact that Trippier and, and Toby were left home for what he called technical reasons suggests that he'd had words perhaps with, with those and so th- those types of things go on we, you just you, because you don't see them happening doesn't mean to say they're not happening but my concern is always we're now <coughs> What, what Pochettino has done, we, we've still basically got the same side that we've had throughout five years. And I think perhaps you're getting to the stage where some of those players, perhaps he's been a little bit too loyal to, or perhaps they're just hearing the same message over and over and over again. And perhaps they're just not, not, not adhering to that message or they're switching off from it. And, and you've got complacency running through about them in the side. And the fact that we didn't strengthen, I, I don't think it's, it reflects well on Pochettino either. Yeah, I just want to say thanks a lot to, to Ravin for phoning in there. Cheers, Ravin, for getting us going on this discussion. We're going to be talking about this, as I say, through till 8.30. We've got another caller on the line. We'll be coming to LP very soon. Thanks for all your calls, guys. Just quickly, Rick, just what, what, what are your thoughts on that Pochettino sort of outburst, if you like? Because, you know, we're not accustomed to seeing it. As you say, is, is he losing the plot or, or is there something a bit more tactful going on there? Is, is it a Honestly, diversionary tactic? I'm used to watching Jose Mourinho, right? Yeah, I know how you know, we've seen the last few weeks this season alone. Is it something like that or, or did he lose the plot? Honestly, guys, you know what? <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm losing the plot. Listen, I love this Spurs side. I love Pochettino. I honestly don't know. And again, it's so hard for us as fans because we sit here and we don't actually know 
what he wanted this summer? Did he want to improve the squad? His comments, again, post that Leicester game last season, suggest he did. He then came out before the season and said, you know, maybe we mistook his comments and he didn't want to strengthen the squad. So, honestly, we don't know. I pray that he'll turn it around because, as a Spurs fan, again, for me, he's the best ever manager we've had. But, again, I'm honest enough to say where I feel his faults lie. I want him to improve. And I think he can... It's just a case now of just trying to get this squad together. I mean, we've got so many issues amongst the squad, from the stadium to Lloris's, you know, drink-driving yeah. ban. We don't know what's happening with that. We've got the issue where players haven't signed new contracts yet. Vertonghen, Ali, Eriksen, these guys haven't signed yet. So you've got issues amongst the club. We've got social media with, you know, two Spurs legends, Graham Roberts and Mickey Hazard, you know, interacting with fans. Is that right? Is that wrong? There's just so much going on with Spurs and you just feel with every defeat, it just intensifies so much on social media yeah. that it's so hard to, to even stomach to see at the moment. I hear you, Ricky. I hear you. There's going to be a lot to talk about between now and 8.30. For now, it's 10 past 7. We've got LP on the line. We'll be coming to him next. 5.58 a.m. Love Sport. It's the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport here with me, Guy Watts. I'm here in the studio with the boys from Last Word on Spurs and Jamie from the Daily Hotspur. Please say we've got another caller on the line. We've got LP, who's in London. LP, how are you doing? I'm right, mate. How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad, LP. Not too bad. Surprisingly chipper from you as well. What are your thoughts at the moment after that Spurs game last night? (sighs) To be honest, um, it's just gone to a point where you feel almost say you're used to it. I mean, (laughs) after that Juventus result in March... Uh, when it was one nil up, you you had the feeling that we should a team like us, how we are right now, we should be able to close the game. But I thought just after that first goal in, that a goal went in. That's when we just capitulated almost. Um, second goal was avoidable, and we always do this to ourselves. And it's just gotten to a point where we're like it's not it's not surprising anymore. Yeah, Jamie, how do you feel? Do you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, look, the goals that conceded, I think that it was just a lack of desire to go and close the ball down. Um, And I think the biggest issue with that sort of desire sort of stems from um, not freshening up the dressing room. I think that players are kind of too comfortable with where they're at. I think they know that they're kind of like Vertonghen, uh, Eriksen, Kane, know that, you know, however they perform, they're going to be in the starting eleven the following week. Um, and just watching the goals, you know, there was a lack of pressing down of the As- uh, Asamo when he put the cross in for Icardi's goal, and the same with the corner. You know, it was just um, just too easy. It was yeah, it was no no one kind of challenge for the corner, and um, yeah, it's very disappointing to we'll, see. We'll be talking, I'm sure, throughout the show, going back to the whole not signing any players yep. throughout the summer. Uh, LP, let me just get your thoughts quickly on not just not signing anyone, but I'd look at Spurs and I'd say they're a team crying out for more European experience. You know, clearly improving the Premier League, want to improve in Europe as well just bringing in an experienced player didn't need to be a big name something like that would that have added would that have helped stop what happened at the end of the game last night um possibly but i mean it's like this whole um young team were inexperienced i think that's been said since that season where leicester picked us to the, the title i think now we've got you know we've got we've got world cup semi-finalists in our team i think seven or eight of them played at the highest level in the biggest competition in the whole of football so i think with the likes of Vertonghen, the likes of Harry Kane, who's obviously the captain of his country and the club, I think I think experience is needed, but I think we have the experience to at least close out the first game of a group stage of the Champions League. But I don't think it was experience that cost us the game yesterday. I think it was just Pochettino's in-game management because I think the turning point was when we subbed up Lamella. Spot I on. Thought Lamella, Spot on. I think Lamella, he's, he's one of the most underrated players in our um in our team because his pressing his work rate is second to none and the moment he 
um, got off for Winks, and I'm not taking anything away from Winks. I am. I'm a big fan of him, but I feel like we kind of sat back a bit because with Lamella, we're pressing, we're attacking, we're forward. We get the ball, we look up. Lamella gets subbed off and then suddenly we just sit back at it almost. And I think that was the moment the whole game just changed in into Milan's favour. Elper, you know I'm a huge fan of yours. I follow you on Twitter. You know, you probably bring more of the, the comedic effect to me and you make me feel better after the game. Some of your tweets, I promise <laughs> yeah. you, you do make me feel better. But, you know, you discussed about the defending first off. You know, I said last night on Twitter, I, I remain, you know, still in, in the point that, you know, you cannot legislate for conceding, you know, two goals in a matter of five minutes for any team. Yeah, it's shambolic. Yeah. It's inexcusable. My biggest concern is though, who's taking the responsibility for it? From a corner, who's the yeah. man saying, I'm going to mark, you know, I'm going to be the one that stands up here. Where's the leader in this squad? And it goes back to the point their guy made about bringing in players. And I know the reason why I haven't kind of gone down that line at the moment about bringing players in is that the window's shut. There's no point throwing our toys out the pram. We've got the squad we've got. And all you want is it to be managed in the best way possible. And you know I love Pochettino. You know I absolutely adore the guy. But as you mentioned there so crystal clearly, there does seem to be an element of issues around his in-game management and his substitutions. If he could sort those two things out, we'd have the perfect man. But no, is there such a thing as a perfect manager? I, I don't know. Can I, can I just say, on the, on the substitution of Eric Lamella, if we wind the clock back six months, we're 1-0 up at home to Juve, totally dominating the game, all over them, creating chances. They bring on a substitute, within two minutes the game's changed, and and I would say 90% of Spurs fans were shouting, why didn't we stiffen midfield? Why are we still attacking? And yet, last mm. night, he did exactly what he was told he should have done against Juve, and he's now being blasted for doing what he should have done six months ago. Um, now, I'm not saying that what he did last night was right or wrong. I'm just saying it's hypocritical for people to have called for him to strengthen midfield six months ago when we were winning 1-0, and then the moment he does it, is now being blasted for doing exactly that. And even two weeks ago at Watford, when we were 1-0 up, he was blasted for not strengthening midfield and not bringing on defensive players at that point. He's done it last night. We lost the game. So those that criticised him at Juve and at Watford shouldn't be criticising him for doing exactly what they told him to be doing in the first place. LP? Yeah, yeah um, I do agree with your point, but um, um, coming back to Ricky's point about um, who's, um, who's actually... Um, to, def- um, to defensive side, who's actually um, picking up the job and saying, "Okay, this is what we're going to be doing." If you notice, every time we are defending a corner, I always seem to notice that the person who's actually heading the ball away is Harry Kane. He's always back there and he's always heading away. And by the time I think it was, I'm not sure when he got subbed off. He got subbed off for Danny Rose. When he went off, I think the main man we look at next in terms of defending is Alderweireld, and what, he wasn't yeah. there. So, uh, who I think the only person there. The next person would be Jan Vertonghen, but if you look at Jan Vertonghen's stature, he's not the biggest, um, he's not the most the, um, commanding centre-back um, that we could possibly have. So I think in terms of us defending, I think Danny Rose, Winks, all very short players. And I just don't think, I think taking off Harry Kane, which is understandable because I think maybe at the time we were leading 1-0 and give him a little break. But I mean, if, if I was Pochettino, I would have just stuck Kane on there and just because the last five ten minutes, you just—it's inevitable that Inter are just going to press and press. And with Harry Kane um, defending corners with his big stature and his defensive abilities, I think keeping Harry Kane on would have been a better option. LP, look, you're giving us loads to talk about. We thank you very much for your call, mate. That was LP in London, Cheers, guys. LP. I do want to keep keep going on this corner stuff. I, I know you probably hate doing it, but <laughs> you, you made the point already. You, you talked about the coaching. 
I know that Spurs fans, everyone respects Pochettino for how good a coach he is, and yet we're talking about something so basic here. And he's talk- a centre half. And he's he a centre half, half, right? Yeah. And and yet we're talking about a team that's conceded what was it eight in their last nine, four in their last from three headers, from yeah, headers, eight goals from headers yeah. and set pieces. It, mm. It's not good enough, is it? It's a it's, basic oversight. It's, it's not just in the last few games. If you, if you look at games West Ham last year, Carling Cup almost at this stage, we're two 0 up. We conceded three from cr- three corners that night. Uh, Toby was in that side, incidentally. Toby was in the side that went to West Brom and lost in the last minute from a corner. So it's, it's certainly not something... We lost at Rochdale with a late ball into the box. <laughs> and I, I drew at Rochdale and things. Toby played that day. So, you know, because Toby's not in the centre of defence last night, it doesn't make us any less vulnerable in the air because he's vulnerable in the air himself. I hear you, Jace, but the argument will always be that we do know that Spurs at their best is with Alderweireld in the team. You're going to disagree with that? No, I'm not disagreeing with no, that. No, but I think that's what we're trying to say is that you know to go out and to lose the game which we had from two uh, from a corner and a, and, a, and a wonderful finish. It's the frustration that you know why is our best centre half at the club not playing in the biggest games? Why is he not playing the Champions League? Are we just playing to try and get back into it, or actually, are we actually want to, do we actually want to do something in this competition? I don't know what you think, Jay. Yeah, I mean, obviously leaving Toby, you know, I think we've kind of seen that Pochettino kind of likes to um, change all the viral a bit. Um, I think that, you know, I think it was kind of... I don't think anyone was particularly worried about bringing in Alderweireld, uh, changing Alderweireld. I think Sanchez is a yep. good deputy. That's right. Um, so I, I, I don't blame him too much for swapping the centre-backs. It seems ironic to me that the one time he gives Harry Kane a rest, 10 minutes at the end of the game, well, yeah. it, it sort of ends up in a, in a disaster. There you couldn't predict it. Kane, for me, just to go back to Harry, I know he's tired. We know he's tired because we saw that lethargic effort well, I say he went round a goalkeeper, couldn't finish. But I just think also, what does that signal to the team and to Inter Milan? You're taking your best player off that you know is going to score. Listen, I don't care if Kane's tired. He's still one of your goal scorers. You're taking off. What does that do to the mentality of Spurs' team and Inter's team? That truly would lift them. I think it was a big psychological Psychological effect, them, definitely. Taking Harry Kane off in the Champions League, yeah. in a game where you're winning... It just sends out the complete wrong message to the yeah. team. I hear you, Ricky. I couldn't agree more. Guys, it's 21 minutes past seven here on Love Sports. It's the Spurs fan show with the guys from Last Word on Spurs and Jamie from the Daily Hotspur. Remember, if you want to get in touch with us, you can call us 0208 70 2558 or tweets at Love Sport Radio. It's 21 minutes past seven. Love Sport. Love Sport. With 7OTB.com. Play your way to £1 million. 7bestbets.com If you are looking for good odds with a simple-to-use app, visit 7bestbets.com As a new customer, you will receive great welcome offers. We cover all sports, as well as an online casino and full range of virtual sports. If that's not enough, regular customers benefit from loyalty bonuses too. 7bestbets.com Please gamble responsibly. Visit GamblerWare for more details. Love sport. Love sport. With 7OTB.com. Predict seven results. Win seven figures. Spurs fan show here on Love Sport. Me, Guy Watts, boys from The Last Word on Spurs, and Jamie from The Daily Hotspur. I'm pleased to say we've got another caller on the line. It's Brian in Harlow. Evening, Brian. It's, it's Graham. Ricky, it's Graham Butler. Hello, Graham. How are you? How you doing? You alright? Not bad. Yourself? Well, yeah, I've been better. But... Yeah, we all have been better. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good. But um, yeah, just just listening to you and the guys from talking about last night's uh, what proved to be shambles in the end. Mm. Uh, just a quick point, I just want to make that I think Glenn Hoddle picked it up. I think it was Hoddle on um, BT Sport last night, which he was. I think he was bang on about. Um, we can 
lambast Pochettino. We can blame tiredness. We can moan about the players and uh, not so much the, the players, but sort of what's going on behind the scenes. But he made a point, and I thought it was absolutely true that the the in-game management of players now has completely gone out of football. Um, and I think what he means by that is we all have tactics. They all have under set instructions of what to do, and, and a team has hopefully a way of playing. But if that isn't working, what stops players nowadays taking the the game by the ball, so to speak, and sort of saying, no, I'm going to try and make a decision here on how the game is going, use a dynamic assessment of the game and go, do you know what, maybe we actually need to do this, maybe come in a bit tighter, maybe not leave the wingers so exposed, maybe not leave fullbacks so exposed. Um, Plan out from the back with a goalkeeper that hasn't got a clue how to use his hands, let alone his feet. <laughs> you know, it's if that's the way oh, we want to play, it's almost yeah. like they're set to a complete standard and we are not going to change no matter what the score is, no matter how the game is going, that is how we're going to play and we are not going to change it. And I just think that you, you saw it midway through the second half, OK? It was nice to go in front and you're away um, from home in the, the first Champions League game, um, knowing that Barcelona are picking up three points as well. You kind of think, OK, if we can start with a win, absolutely great. Because the two games against Barca, let's be honest, are pretty much gimme sort of games, really. And you just kind of think, right, OK, if Roma's got the ball, let, let's just try and hit the channels. Let's just try and clear our lines, squeeze up and try and play in their half a little bit. But we're just hell-bent on causing our own problems by misplaced passes, losing the ball in silly areas and just giving away cheap possession all the time. We know, don't we, though, Graham? We know Spurs can be our own, our own worst enemies. You know, we've seen that yeah. for years with Tottenham. That's nothing yeah. new. I think you made a great point there, and that's where we, again, alluded to going back to the summer about transfers and about bringing in the right players that have been there, done it, have the experience on the field where they don't need to be told where to be, what position to be in, because they've already got the tactical nuts when they're on the field to take 100%. control, to control players and say, look, you go there, you be here, you tuck in here, you, you move deeper... That's what you call winning mentality players. Um, Have we um, got enough of those in this squad? Evidently, doesn't seem to be so at the no. moment. And that's what we all called for in the summer, didn't we? We said we all need a couple of, you know, two to three real top, top players. Been yep. there, done it. Won trophies that don't need to be told how to defend, how to attack. It's already in their game. These are the guys that we want. And you know who the best player I called out all summer for here, and he was available on a free transfer even when the window shut was Claudio Marchisio. Yeah, not yeah, bad, name. Yeah. Well, you you <laughs> look at it now. You, you take. <laughs> you look at it now. Anyone sounds like a good option. Would he have cleared that corner oh. then, Graham? Would he have cleared that? Corner? No, he's five foot nine. Isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> but, no, but but he's part that, of that, that problem. That sort of game yesterday, I think, would have been absolutely ideal to either start that sort of game yesterday. I thought. Right, OK, someone with Champions League experience has won the Serie A countless times, has won uh, un uh, countless caps for Italy in, in probably a very good Italy era at the time. Um, and even if you start him yesterday in place of Dyer, who looked shambolic the last few weeks, mm. but even if you just took him, brought him on with half an hour to go or 20 minutes to go and say, right, we're in front now, we shut up shop, you just sit there, you dictate the play from your own tempo, you don't give away the ball... You, you talk to the defenders, you get your midfielders in tight, the wingers in nice and tight, and we, we win the game 1-0 and we go home with three points.
But does Pochettino want that type of player? That's part of the problem. I mean, is, is some of it his stubbornness? We won't change our principles. Yes. We will not start clearing the ball long. Because, I mean, you know, Robbie Savage is yapping on and on last night. You, you heard it Saturday uh, with, with Redknapp having a go at the fullbacks as well. The fact is, Pochettino's had four years with his principles. And we've had Hugo Lloris that's awful with his distribution. But he refuses. Yep. He says, nope, we're going to play it out from the back. We're going to invite the press on to us, whether we handle it or not up to us and usually we've been able to he's not going to change that principle and the other problem is if a player was to I wouldn't say go rogue but if a player suddenly started to play against the ways that Pochettino's put inside them who knows whether that player would be in the team for the next game regardless of the result he may well say I tell you what I know we won the game, but you, you totally went against my orders in the team set-up, and therefore you're not playing anymore. We don't know if that happens under it. So, you know, some of that some of that stubbornness and inflexibility may well come from Pochettino himself. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree, definitely. I mean, he, he talked about the cows thing came from... <laughs> the cows came from Mate, the experience, what was that it? all about? <laughs> Wasn't that when somebody said, do you need more experience? That's when he went on about cows and what time the train's coming on. So he clearly it, it says... Cantonar, wasn't it? Was yeah, it, it's a case of, I don't mind experience, but they've got to be good enough to be in the team. Just Lorente's experience, he's not good enough to be in the team, therefore it's he's not playing. It's a no, fair point, isn't no, it, Graham? Yeah, no, definitely. All right, well, Graham, thanks a lot for your call. We appreciate that, mate. And uh, remember, you can give us a call on 0208 70 We've got a load of listener questions here from the boys at The Last Word on Spurs. that have people tweeting in on them all the last 24 hours, I'm sure. We're going to be coming to them very soon, so make sure you stay with us. It's half past seven here on Love Sport. Love Sport. The Odds with 7 Best Bets. Please gamble responsibly. Hi, it's Liam from 7bestbets.com. I've got an acker for you. Fulham to beat Watford, Liverpool beat Southampton, Man U beat Wolves, City to win away at Cardiff, and Spurs bounce back with a win at Brighton. A tenner on the five-fold nets you £91.86p. Those are the odds with 7bestbets.com. The Odds with 7 Best Bets. Please gamble responsibly. 558am. Love Sport. 32 minutes past seven. It's the Spurs fan show here on Love Sport. I'm Guy Watts. I'm here with the boys from Last Word on Spurs. I'm here with Jamie from the Daily Hotspur. We've had loads of callers coming in and I just want to pick up on a point that I think Graham made just there. He was talking about Glenn Hoddle's comments on BT Sport after the game. He was talking about in-game management. That comes from the players. You know, you can criticise substitutions. Jamie, do, do the Spurs players you've got at the moment, do they lack a bit of that? Do they lack leadership? Do they lack the ability to take the game by the scruff of the net, the old cliche, and, and sort of change the way it's going or stop it going a certain way? Absolutely. I mean, I was going to say exactly that. I just I look around the team and I kind of look for where where were the leaders. I mean, you look. There's probably maybe Kane. Does he do enough of it? I'm not sure. I mean, um, we're obviously missing our main leader at the moment, Hugo Lloris. Yeah. So obviously, no, captain. Just such a big loss. I mm. think that's definitely a big. You know, that's a huge loss for us at the moment. Um, the other one might be Jan Vertonghen, but I just don't feel as though, you know, you look at the midfield, I think that that's a, there's no leaders in the midfield. It's Eric Dyer and Moussa Dembele. Obviously, one of them was very close to leaving the club. Yeah. So um, You've got two of the three sort of first-choice England captains, and yet we know Harry Kane's a leader by example yeah. rather than a leader yeah. by yeah. talking, if you like, for want of a better word. Eric Dyer, have to say, you guys watch him more than I do, but slightly puzzled why Gareth Southgate does see such he, leadership sure, in him. You it's, guys, it's funny to say, Guy, because he... He polarises opinion amongst Spurs fans. You speak to half and half. I say, okay. You have a general survey of Spurs fans. Half of them will tell you they love him. The other half are saying he's not good enough for the team. And with Eric, I've always championed him. I've loved his versatility. Um, Listen, I loved it a couple of years ago when he laid into the Chelsea players. We all love that. But what it comes down to, again, you have to bring it back to ability. Is his ability good enough 
to take Spurs where we want to be as fans, where we see us. We want to see Spurs in a title race. That's where we want to see Tottenham. We want to see Spurs competing for trophies, winning trophies, beating the best teams in the biggest games, the Champions League. And it's Eric Dyer now come to a point where him as a player, is he good enough for this Tottenham squad? Has he squad? reached his limit? Well, that's the thing. Has he reached his limit? There's several players in that squad you maybe argue that point of. But I've always loved Dyer. But there is definitely a case where you would say at the moment... And it's funny because a couple of weeks ago to Watford, we were saying he should have maybe come on, and now we're questioning whether he should even be around the squad. It's such a difficult it's so one. It's It can change week to week. I'm pleased yeah. to say we've got another call. We'll be going to you very shortly, but I promise we do some listener questions. I've had one here from Anthony Hurd, and I'm going to read it out verbatim. All right, it's his words, not mine. He says, "Have we gone as far as we can with this group? For all the progress we've made, we are still, I stress his words, Spursy in vital games. This summer we needed a couple of new players to freshen things up, and yet we didn't spend. The common denominators, the board, new stadium, blah blah blah. Jason, what do you think? <coughs> well." it's easy to say the, the board that's that's my fear this, this group of players have been around now under Pochettino basically the, the same group for four years and you know are they improving is, is Eric Dyer continuing to improve has he reached that level there's almost too much loyalty I think from Pochettino I, I, you know I got pelters for saying I don't care if Toby leaves I don't care if Danny Rose leaves I don't care if Moussa Dembele leaves it's not because I don't like those players I think they're all fine players and have been fine players but you have to you have to inject new blood into the side and you can only do the, bring in new players when you release them I know everybody says get rid of your Deadwood your Moussa Sissokos your Fernando Lorentes and people what are your thoughts then after last night what, what's been- uh, I've tried to stay away from social media today and you know for me, that's tough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. This manager is still going. But I, the one thing you, um, I heard, Jason, when I missed Dembele, and on Saturday um, he looked. I don't know the second half. But he actually looked in pain. He was moving around. Yeah. And for me, I don't know if the fact that Dembele struggles with uh, are making it harder for say Dyke. I always feel that Dembele is that gasket. He can relieve the pressure. But when he's the one adding the pressure by some misplaced passes or some, well, he's just not even doing the dribbles that we're so used to, that puts pressure on the other members of the team. And I don't know, I mean, I love Moussa Dembele. We've really been transformed by him and possibly has transformed him. But do you feel like that loyalty, that kind of undroppable status that Dembele May, may have. It's so difficult, isn't uh, it, when you've seen hard. someone do so well for a club turning such brilliant performances, but you can't look at a midfielder, Dembele and Dyer and think that's got mobility, that's got dynamism, because no, no, it doesn't, does it? I mean, a, no. what, what other options, though, are there? What, what could I, he have done I'm last not in, I'm not in my head, because, you know, when people are talking about us being pressed and we continuously give the ball away and making mistakes, for those, for those two years under Poch where we chased Leicester and Chelsea... You play the ball short and then it would go straight into midfield where Dembele just looked after the ball, didn't he? You could give it to him in tight areas and his physique and his power, you could just take the ball and he was comfortable with it. He didn't care if there was somebody challenging him. He turned away, got away from his man, took us up the pitch. He doesn't do that anymore. You saw it with Pogba in the semi-final last night, uh, last night, last season do it and and I think that's part of our problem but but our whole thing in central midfield is I mean when you you think of Brighton coming up 
you think, who do you want to play in midfield? We all know Dyer's out of form, but can you honestly say, let's pick Victor Wanyama, and are you confident Victor Wanyama's going to put in a great performance? No, because he's not been playing. <laughs> you, you can't be confident of leaving Dembele out and bringing Winks in, because you just don't know what Winks is going to give you. We, we can't put, there's, there's no nailed on certainty in that centre and midfield, and they're either not fit, or none of them are playing anywhere near good enough, and that's our big problem. Shubin, where do you stand on leaving Kieran Trippier and Toby Aldevaro at home for, for such an important game like that? Uh, I must admit, I don't know what these technical reasons even are. I'm just, I don't, I, I, I would love to know, I, I don't know if you guys got any more details what these technical reasons are. We don't know. Shubin, Kieran we don't Trippier, know. Kieran Trippier's homegrown, isn't he? He's homegrown, so I don't know. Well, Technical reasons. I, I mean, was he was it some kind of message to the board? I mean, that, that's sort of one of the suggestions I read. You guys will have a better idea I just than think, I have. I think now to do it, it's the Champions League. You play your best players, and listen, may, may I just say that playing best players, Sir Joria didn't have a bad game against Milan. He, he really didn't. Oh, but I thought he was great. Yeah, he played really, really, really well. So just back to the point about leaving your best players at home. As I've said, Toby Alderweireld for me, he's still one of the best centre backs at the club, along with Jan. For me, he's in that team, you know, all the time if he's fit. That uh, doesn't mean to say, Jace, you know, he can always defend from a corner because we've seen Toby in the air aerial-wise. He hasn't been great, but he's still a leader. He's still a great defender mm. on the pitch. And I think not having him on the field didn't help us in the game against Milan not last night. Not having him on the field, not having him even there to well, bring the on... the squad. Yeah, you're looking at yeah. a 1-0 game. Like No one particularly likes to see it, but if you're going to be trying to hold on to a 1-0 lead, rather than bringing on Danny Rose and Harry Winks as you had to last night, wouldn't you rather be bringing on Toby Aldevaro? Like, I mean, surely he's there for the last 15 minutes. He could have done something, though, Jay. We missed him. Yeah, I, I, I just think it was. A, I think it was just a rotational thing. In the end of the day, I think um, you know Pochettino has shown in the past that he likes to rotate the fullbacks, and I think that he kind of assumed that the best rest they'll get is by leaving them at home. Um, I think that he's shown in the past that he's um, that Davinson Sanchez is a very capable deputy, and I don't think he was too concerned by leaving Aldevar at home. And obviously, from a Spurs point of view, uh, Spurs fans' point of view, it's obviously very disappointing that we're not taking our best players to Milan. Yeah, for sure, and I, I suppose it's. Arguably, on the one hand, a show of faith from Pochettino to, to give those, if you like, secondary players a chance. But you know, when it goes wrong, it doesn't look so clever. Shuvan, just lastly, what, what would you change for the uh, for Saturday's game at Brighton? I don't think we can. We don't have. We don't have our best eleven, do we, Shuvan? We don't have our best eleven, do we? That's the problem at the moment. No. All right. Well, we didn't buy anyone in, and um, unless you feel like putting Skip or Amos in there, I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of stuck. I, I can't think of anything, honestly. All I'll, right. I'll leave that to Jay. Jay, Jay's going to say, so I let him work that one out. We'll, uh, we'll rack our brains between now and 8.30. This is the Spurs Fan Show here on Love Sport. Thanks a lot to Shubin for calling. And remember, you can do so on 0208 70 20 558. For now, though, it's 18 minutes to 8. This is Love Sport. The Fan Show on Love Sport with 7OTB.com. Predict seven results. Win seven figures. 7bestbets.com If you are looking for good odds with a simple-to-use app, visit 7bestbets.com. As a new customer, you will receive great welcome offers. We cover all sports, as well as an online casino and full range of virtual sports. If that's not enough, regular customers benefit from loyalty bonuses too. 7bestbets.com Please gamble responsibly. Visit GamblerWare for more details. Love Sport, 558 AM. The Fans Show on Love Sport with 7OTB.com. Play your way to one. 
Call to eight here on Love Spot. I'm Guy Watson. This is the Spurs fan show. I'm here with the boys from Last Word on Spurs. I'm here as well with Jamie from the Daily Hotspur. We're talking still about that Inter Milan game last night. Of course we are. And I know you guys want to talk a little bit about Eric Lamella, who had a pretty good game and was then substituted. And I'll start off that chat with uh, a listener question. And we've got one here from Life of TY, Life of Ty. Why did Lamella get hooked? From then the formation and tactics crumbled and it was only a matter of time till we fell apart. Jamie, do you agree? Um, yeah, I mean, I think he was doing very well. I think he was stretching into his black line nicely. Um, he was our most effective player going forward. Um, I would have liked to have seen maybe someone like Ericsson go off, sacrificed. Um, but, you know, I, yeah, and it was. And I, I'm a really big fan of Lamella. Um, I thought he, you know, he's a, he's a real Pochettino player, he presses so well. Um, and I think with Lamella, he's got sign of a player that's not really in the starting 11 and he's kind of really having to fight for his place. And I think that really shows you. What um, you know, so having that competition, what it can do for a exactly, player. Exactly, like how how good it can mm, be when it exactly. does exist. But without being funny, there isn't a lot of that. Do you guys agree? Was Lamella one of the positives for you? That, Jamie's spot on there because Lamella has got real competition for his place, and that's where you look at the likes of the midfield, where Ericsson knows, as we said, he's going to play every week. Harry Kane knows he's going to play every week. It's so difficult because Lamella actually now knows he wants to get back into his Tottenham team and he's one player you can't criticise against Inter Milan. He did play very, very well. In relation to the question, I was surprised that he was hooked. I think we had momentum when he was on the field. I thought Spurs looked good going forward with Eric. So he's one I think you would definitely say he's in the team for Brighton, most certainly. But just to also mention Serge Aurier. Now this guy's taken a lot of stick last season and again, rightly so, Serge on our shows, I mean he always... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> polarises opinion I think people are worried about having a cardiac arrest when they watch Serge play um, but he played very very well last night that has to be said and again it's also important to not you know criticise the whole team you have to pick out certain elements where Spurs played well it wasn't well. a disaster was it, it? exactly the performance wasn't that bad it's just the nature of how we lost the game it's inexcusable defensively to lose the game in under five minutes and to bring it back to another point just about the team I think this is now the second game in three where Spurs have lost the game from a winning position this was a Tottenham team under Pochettino that had only lost one game from a winning position in 46 really, beforehand yeah. so this Tottenham team aren't used to going in front and losing a game it's worrying we that have it's to, to get this back we have to get this Tottenham team back this doesn't feel like Pochettino Spurs at the moment Jace, does it do you not agree no and I, I think the other thing you can say about Eric Lamella we're, we're talking about nine players being involved in the World Cup and at semi-finals and having no no, no real rest between the season and yet in Eric Lamella you've got somebody that did have all summer off so you know there's somebody that he's got fresh legs and and surprisingly enough Lucas Moore is another that didn't go to the World Cup and yet he didn't start last night so you know of our attacking players Lamella and Lucas Moore are the freshest of the two so it, it, again when you're, you're looking for fresh fresh legs at the moment I'm surprised that, that neither are, are getting the full 90 minutes Let, let's talk about Lucas Moore because you know you were saying Lamella's got competition for his play on the right that certainly comes in part from Lucas Moura and, and we got a question here from Ryan who says do you think Moura should be played as a winger like he was tonight he looked more effective there in that position than he does as a second striker playing off Kane I mean I watched the Man United game Man United fan apologies but I did watch that and Moura was brilliant mainly through the middle using that pace I was shocked he didn't start because I thought his pace would have brought a lot in Europe uh, and, and in any way should he be playing where should he be playing on the right or through the middle I'm comfortable. I'm honestly comfortable with him playing in in either position. I think maybe the the big difference is that if he plays 
plays completely as not not completely as a winger because he was cutting inside. But if he's if his starting position is much wider, then maybe that does allow Kane to have that little bit more space in the middle. So maybe it will suit Kane if Mora starts wider. But for me, you know, it's about scoring goals. I don't care if it's. I, I, I'm honestly not fussed if Harry Kane scores ten goals this year, but Lucas Mora scores thirty and Hyunmin Son scores twenty five. It's about getting that team. I, I don't care which one it is, but but certainly he looks a, a, a real threat wherever he's playing, and he's. he's been responsible pretty much for every goal we scored this season either we scoring it or assisted it yeah absolutely it does seem strange he wasn't picked and moving on to after the game we saw Pochettino give the sort of press conference you'd more normally expect from Jose Mourinho let's be completely honest how worrying is it to see a manager respond like that or, or do you think he maybe was trying to distract a, attention from from a, a poor result um, it was worrying for, for Pochettino, I just think because he spoke with so much emotion and he kind of bit back at the journalists. That's something that you don't really see from Pochettino. And I I don't know, it just feels as though he kind of feels his hands like a bit tight behind his back with kind of the options that he got. You know, I think um, with the midfield of Dembele and Dyer, I just don't think, you know, he that's his ideal players that he wants to be playing there. So I just think it's, it's a real frustration for him at the moment that... Um, yeah, and he's just stuck in a bit of a rut at the moment. Is this a manager that's going to be able to, to turn things around in time for a game on Saturday, a crucial game? Well, I mean, talk about that. Yeah, he's hurt, Guy. He's really hurt. And I think we have to remember that as fans. As much as we're hurting, and we are, all of us, of course, we're Tottenham fans. We want to see our team win every single game. He's the manager of this group, and he'll be hurting as well. I think we have to also make that point. You know, Pochettino, as much as we've sat here this evening and we've criticised him for his substitutions and his in-game management, doesn't detract from the fact that I think we all still here believe and we are in agreement that he's still the right man for the job. I don't think that's a question. Again, we mustn't forget how far he's taken the club. We have, I think sometimes Spurs fans do have short memories that before he t- turned up, Spurs were a bit of a joke of a club. We were a, b- a banter mm. club, to put it for term of words there. He's taken Spurs so far, and it's now a case of can he get us to the next level? And again, it comes down to what we said earlier about investment. I bring it back to the point about Liverpool, that Jurgen Klopp, he knew and recognised that this summer gone, that he had to spend the money if he wanted to take Liverpool to the next level. And Paul O'Keefe, who we've had on the show quite a few times, and we're, we love Paul O'Keefe, he made a great point that is Liverpool the project that Tottenham should have been? where Liverpool took the plunge and put the money in to take Liverpool to the next level, should that have been Tottenham? Now, we don't know for sure, because again, we're still sitting here, we don't know if Pochettino didn't want to spend the money, or if he wasn't given the money by the ball. We don't know that question. But the fact of the matter is that, with this Spurs team, and you made the point earlier, that if you stand still, you're never going to be left behind. And you have to improve the squad. Jason said there earlier, the squad needs hunger. It needs new players to invigorate it. We've got the same guy saying the same voice. We love the guy saying the voice, but are these players still buying into him? As I've said before, we've got so many situations off the field as a distraction. We've had Hugo Lloris with a drink-driving incident. We've had players in that squad over the summer that we knew might have wanted the way, the likes of Danny Rose, Moussa Dembele, Toby Adeville. Suddenly you're bringing these players back in. You know, is it such a happy camp that we once thought it was? We just don't know. I agree, it's worrying times. And I know how much, you know, just from you three alone, from Spurs fans, in a more general sense, how much you love Mauricio Pochettino. So it really worries me. I've got a question here on the manager from Danny Thomas. And I personally wouldn't agree with this, but I'd be interested to hear, hear what you guys think. Is Poch looking to get sacked? His demeanour has completely changed. Couple with changing winning teams and some bizarre lineups and tactics. I mean, that that's too far, isn't it? No, I don't think anyone's looking to be sacked or something. I mean... <coughs> 
Um, I mean, he's only just signed a, a five-year contract. For, <laughs> good payoff for that, for, though. Well, well, it would be a good payoff. But, you know, it doesn't surprise me that he bristled last night. Let's be fair, human nature is that whenever your job or, or people are making criticisms of you, we all get tetchy, don't we? It's the same in the office. If your director calls you in and says, you know, what the hell have you been doing all morning? You're going to be tetchy. But when the director calls you in and says, blimey, you've sold 25 cartons of this this week, of course you're going to be all smiles. And it's it's the same in all walks of life. And Pochettino's gone through four years when he hasn't really been questioned too much. But the only ever speculation and criticism he gets from journalists is usually around Carabao Cup selections where people say, oh, you're not taking the competition seriously. That apart, he hasn't really really come under pressure from the media and the first time he has perhaps perhaps that's all the, the signs that it is which which well i would also say is that applies to every single manager yeah of course Mourinho, mark hughes klopp even pep last year when he got questioned a couple of times bit didn't he it's human nature to buy it when you're criticized it's a compliment ultimately isn't it that you're getting under pressure as a manager when you're in charge of a big team because they're exactly. expecting more what i'd ask jamie is this about more than just what's happening on the pitch? You know, we've spoken so much on, on this show and on sort of all sorts of sports shows all over the country about the stadium and mm. about other stuff as well. Is that starting to get to them as well? Is it a combination of those things? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, we've spoken about how much stuff is going wrong at the club at the moment. Um, obviously, the lack of investment, the stadium, um, and now the results. Obviously, you know, it's, it's obviously a very tricky time. I'm sure, you know, the fans can appreciate what a tricky time it's been. But, um, look, he's earned himself plenty of time to sort it out. You know, he's not he's not going to be under any sort of pressure from Daniel Levy. You know, he's got that. He's got. He's going to have the time to try and sort it out. But you can't blame him. You know, he's, it feels like he's kind of had his hands tied behind his back with the resources that have been offered. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Ricky, you've you sort of almost made me laugh with a couple of things you said because you, you've listed, um, I mean that in in the sense that you, you've painted quite a, ble- a bleak picture almost. I know last night's result was a bad when it comes off the back of yep. two more. You've sort of listed a few things, Hugo Lloris' drink driving ban, uh, lack of signs, all this sort of stuff. But just three weeks ago, mentioned the Man United game, 3-0. It was completely... This is life as a Spurs fan. We always go from one extreme to another. But in all honesty, as I've said to you, I love Pochettino. I don't question at all that he's, you know, if he's the right man for the job. Of course I still believe he's the right man for this job. Of course I believe the majority of the players still love him. But this is his first test that we, as Spurs fans, are going to be watching to see just how much is the group collectively behind him. We are, I believe, a majority of supporters still are. But this group is just intriguing now to see it. Brighton's a massive, massive game for him. Massive, massive game for the club because he's never lost three consecutive games as a Spurs manager. Don't want it to be four. Yeah, I don't think it will be four. I think we will get a reaction because these players owe it to him. Let's make that clear. These players owe it to him. He's put a lot of faith into these boys. You know, he's stuck with them for this season. Again, he's kept with the same squad. So he's put a lot of faith into them. You know, it could be, as we've seen with managers, they get rid of players so quickly. Look at the way Mourinho treats his players. Not performing, you're out of the team. Pochettino has shown so much loyalty to this group of players. And it's about time some of these players start showing some loyalty to him. Absolutely. Well, we'll be talking loads more about that Brighton game here after 8. Spurs fan show, we're here with you until 8.30, of course. Here with the boys from Last Word on Spurs, here with Jamie from Daily Hotspur. And we'll also be bringing you updates on the Champions League games throughout the evening and the Championship games and uh, full-time scores in the early kickoffs in the Champions League. We've got Shakhtar 2-0 with Hoffenheim and Ajax beat AEK Athens 3-0. We'll bring you team news from Man United and Man City's games. We'll bring you updates from the Championship where games have just kicked off. No goals there yet, but we'll be bringing you those here on Love Sport. As I say, Love Sport... Uh, here it's the Spurs fan show. I'm Guy Watts, and it is currently four minutes to eight. 
Coming up to 8 o'clock here on Love Sport. I'm Guy Watts. This is the Spurs Fan Show. I'm here with Ricky and Jason from Last Word on Spurs. I'm here as well with Jamie from Daily Hotspur. We've got so much to talk about, haven't we, guys? We've still got the Brighton game to come. It's not, it's not the place you want to go off the back of three defeats, is it? It's pretty it's not, no, because I think Brighton have come from behind in both their last games to get points. So they're not going to be an easy side at all whatsoever. And Brighton is not an easy place to go. Well, it's not. I mean, their home record is... It's tough. Yeah, it's, it's quite tough. I mean, they, they get. I, th- I don't think they've won on the road since last November, mm. and they stayed up fairly comfortably. So that tells you they, they're picking up quite a lot of points at home. That's not the place I'd choose to be going. But anyway, we will be taking your calls. We'll be taking more listener questions that you sent in to the boys here at Last Word on Spurs. We've got loads more to come. How big of a game is Brighton now? Callum is asking. How can we bounce back? Says Mikhail. We'll be asking those sort of things. We'll be asking loads more stuff. Make sure you give us a call if you want to have your say either on last night or the Brighton game. 0208 70 20 558 is the number. We're here on 558 AM on digital and uh, it's the Love Sport Fan Show. It's coming up to 8 o'clock. We've got news coming up and back there after that we'll be back to the Spurs Fan Show here on Love Sport. On 558 AM, online, on your smart speaker and on digital radio. This is Love Sport. They dare to do, and the Lily Whites are going to score on you. They're no angels, but this season Harry and the boys are going for gold. From White Hart Lane to Wembley, Spurs will always be North London's finest. It's the Tottenham Hotspurs Fans Show on Love Sport with seven of the best for your chance to win a million pounds. the Spurs fans show here on Love Spot. I can't help but feel that music's a little bit upbeat for the mood in here tonight but I'm Guy Watts and I'm here with Ricky and Jason from Last Word on Spurs here with Jamie from Daily Hotspur as well we've got half an hour more of the Spurs fans show here we're going to be talking loads about the Brighton game that's coming up at the weekend we're going to be doing more listener questions and uh, of course we're going to be bringing you goal updates and all sorts of stuff from the Champions League as those goals go in and of course across the Championship as well QPR, Millwall, Big London derby there tonight Guys, we've got to look at the Brighton game now. We've, we've talked enough about that intergame, I think, to, for all of our mental oh, yeah. health. And uh, <laughs> now we're going to move on to Brighton. It's, it's, it's not a good place to go, as we know. We've got Mikhail asking here, how can we bounce back? Must win game. Can we do it? Yes, yeah, suddenly it's quite uh, very bizarre. If someone said to you that Brighton is going to be one of the biggest games of your mm. season when the fixtures come out, you probably would have laughed. You said, what? Brighton away? Biggest game of the season. <laughs> but to be fair now, it is a big, big fixture. Massive fixture for Pochettino. I believe he will get a response from these players. I truly do. And as I said before the break, you know, these players, it's time they start stepping up for him. There's certain guys that he's shown continued loyalty to. The likes of Eric Dyer, who's still in the team, he needs a big performance. Jace mentions there, this is a big midfield dilemma. Because who do you go with? Now we're sitting here after the back of, after a couple of weeks, we had that fantastic result against Man United. You were sitting there thinking, Sonny or Mora? And, you know, now there's not really, you'd say, an, a, a pinned 11 for this one. It could be pick a mix at the moment yeah. it really really is so it'll be very very interesting to see his lineup that he goes with but I do believe we're going to get the reaction and we will bounce back we have to Jamie do you share that optimism I I think it's going to be a tough game you know it's always uh, 
they've got a good home record and they're going to be a physical side. I think that's the that's going to be the key area. Of course, we've been so poor at set pieces and with people like Glenn Murray playing for Bryson, I think that's going to be really key to see how we can contain him. Glenn Murray in good form as well. Duncan and Duffy as well. Yeah, no, no goals ever in the Premier League, I don't think, before about three weeks ago. Now he's got two. Watch out. And I'm pleased to say we're joined now by AD, who's from the Albion Raw podcast. Evening, AD. Good evening, how are you doing? All right? Yeah, we're all right, thanks, Hayley. We're all right. We're, we're looking ahead to Spurs' game, obviously, against you on Saturday. Should they be worried? Um, not really. <laughs> oh, really? Let's <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, music to their ears. Why uh, not? At the, at, the end, uh, at the end of the day, look, I mean, at, at, at home, we back ourselves against anyone. Um, Spurs are coming into this on, on a poor run of form. Uh, we're, we're, they're still Spurs, and we're, we're, we're kind of fearing a little bit of a backlash to a certain degree because how, how bad can they be? And they, they were woeful against Liverpool, uh, weren't great against Milan the other night. Um, but, you know, and at home, we're, we're decent, we're, we're good, we're, uh, we've got a good crowd behind us, uh, they back the team to the hill. And, um, you know, we create a bit of a raucous atmosphere in there at the moment. And uh, But then we can't really... We're coming off a performance against Southampton that was really just not good enough. That first half was just abysmal. Um, look for any objectives that are negative. You'll find them all over the, any of the Alvin forums to describe that first half. <laughs> it was shocking. Um, all right, AD, I'm, so... so... I'm, 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 let I'm me Alan Hansen impression here. <laughs> <laughs> Shocking. Uh, let me put this to you, Aidy. We've been talking a lot about the set piece deficiencies. We, we've had so yeah. many stats about how many goals Spurs conceded from corners, from headers, all that sort of thing. We're talking about yeah. Glenn Murray. We're talking about Shane Duffy. Is that going to be the the main way you're going to pose questions on on Saturday? Um, it's difficult to say. I mean, I, I, I think we're going to be looking for a fast start. Um, we, we, the last two games, we've given away two, uh, uh, two goal leads and having to come back. So um, we're going to have to be... I think there will be a, a degree of patience. But set pieces, it's, it's, it's difficult to say. We're not sure that Pascal Gross is going to be fit, let alone in the squad. Um, and he's... Our, our assist master, our, our, our free kick taker, um, but knockout in the free kick for Duffy's goal uh, on Monday, and it's, it's nice to see Shane actually. Uh, it looks like he's he's got the the file out on his head, and he no longer has a bit of a 50p head, and um, he's actually the headers that should have been going are actually going in this season at the moment. Um, and long may that continue, and and he's a menace. So I mean, if, if Spurs have got problems, I mean, I. I we're a lot, probably a lot more confident if Lloris isn't playing. Warm's looking a bit of a liability. Um, good, good shot stopper, but it, it's. Yeah, let, let, let me just throw that one to the to the Spurs boys here. I've I've heard from certain Spurs fans who do think, who thought even before the last couple of games that Vaughan was a liability. Would you prefer to see Gazaniga on Saturday? Yeah, I think that'd be interesting to see Gazaniga. It's obviously what he's been doing in training. I think that um, the one game that Gazaniga did play, he ended up getting man of the match. So it'd be interesting to see him again. It's just obviously what he's been doing in training and how if he's impressed Pochettino. Yeah, fair enough. What about you, Rick? Um, yeah, with Gazaniga, I think there's been... Spurs have this ability, and it's, it's a great ability, that when you're out as a footballer, your credibility starts going up. We've seen people now saying to Soko, 
he, he could be fantastic. <laughs> and now Gazaniga, suddenly he's out of the team. He's obviously not a regular. Your credibility seems to go up as a player when you're out of the team. So maybe that's what everyone needs to do. If we just take a fortnight off, maybe we've got the, the best team in the world. But <laughs> back to the point there in relation to Gazaniga. Jamie's right, he did have a man-the-match performance against Crystal Palace last season, but we have to remember, he started that game ever so shakily. And anyone sitting behind Wembley, they would have been... They were clenching, because it wasn't the greatest start. So we have to remember the opposition he played against. It's a Premier League game, it's a must-win game for Tottenham. Can you honestly put a guy in that hasn't played all season, hasn't... You know, training games, he had many training games. With Vaughan, don't get me wrong, his distribution, like Jason earlier, hasn't been great. I mean, this is a big, big... Big selection. It's a massive call. Yeah. Yeah. Can I just point? Can I just point out the games against Crystal Palace don't count. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. Um, and you know, it would be a huge ask if Gazaniga comes in, and, and something else that will be a huge ask for a Spurs point of view is dealing with Anthony Knockart. I mean, he's he's had a bit of a revival this season, hasn't he, AD? Yeah, he has. I mean, he, last season that he had various personal issues. I mean, he lost his father, and um, that hit him very, very hard. Didn't really have a very good, uh, a decent pre-season with, with with various injuries. So it took him. A, I mean, he was the player of the season in, in the promotion season, uh, coming out of the championship. A lot, a lot was expected of him. Um, but just towards the end of last season, you know, it, I don't know what happened with him, but it was like a weight was lifted off his shoulders, and he started to be the player that we knew he could be. And um, this season, he's carried on where he left, left off last season. And long may that continue. The fact that we've just spent uh, a record transfer fee on a player in his position probably helps uh, concentrate the mind a little bit. And and he's having to play out of his skin to keep his place. Um, At the end of the day... yeah, go on. Well, it's an interesting point, Eddie. We've been talking about that a lot with the Spurs boys here because, of course, one of their issues is a bit of a lack of squad depth. Eddie, thanks a lot for joining us tonight. That was Eddie from the Albion Raw podcast helping us look ahead to Spurs game with Brighton on Saturday. I'm delighted to say that we've got another caller on the line for the Spurs boys. We'll be coming to you very soon, Frank in Suffolk. Thanks for calling in. Don't forget, we'll be bringing you Champions League goal updates as they go in as well. It's ten past eight here on Love Sport. The Fans Show with 7bestbets.com. From casinos to horses, we've got it covered. 7bestbets.com. Love Sports, official betting partner. Love Sport, 558 AM. Spurs Fan Show here on Love Sport. I'm Guy Watts. I'm here with the boys from Last Word on Spurs, here with Jamie from the Daily Hotspur. Before we go to Frank in Suffolk, just to let you know, Bayern have gone 1-0 up against Benfica in the Champions League. That's a Lewandowski goal after just 10 minutes. Who could have predicted that, eh? As I say, I'm pleased to say that we've got Frank from Suffolk on the line, all the way from Suffolk. Evening, Frank. Hi. Hi. How are you feeling, Frank, ahead of Saturday's game against Brighton? Is it a must-win? Definitely, definitely. We definitely got to win the match. Yeah, and, and uh, I think we will win the match. You think you will? All right. So, so what's he going to do? Is he going to stick with the same team, or is he going to make changes? Uh, I, th- I reckon there'll be some changes. More will be playing again. Okay. And where would you play him? Out wide or through the middle? Uh, probably up front. Up front with Harry Kane. I think we need to rest Kane. Kane needs a rest. What do you think, oh, boys? Rest, rest him in the biggest yeah. game of the season so no, far. No, no. For me, I've got to be honest with you, Frank. Harry Kane's got to play this. And listen, I. I Acknowledge the fact he didn't play that great against Inter Milan. He should have scored. I hold my hands up to that. But these games coming up now, we have to be getting maximum points. And you cannot be resting your best players. And to be fair, uh, apart from Mora, Kane is still the only one on the pitch that looks like scoring for Tottenham. I don't know how you can even think about resting him. I, it's, listen, I understand he looks like he needs a rest. But this guy, 
you have to play him. You, you have to play Harry Kane. I'm sure he'll play his way back into form. Listen, this guy a couple weeks ago scored two in August. And everyone thought, <laughs> it's, it's amazing how football changes. As we said, we were on the back here of a couple of weeks ago where Man United, we tore United apart. We was all up in the air. We're obviously down at the moment. But Harry Kane, Chase, he has to play, doesn't he, on Saturday? He has to play. Well, if you're talking about it being a must-win game, I, I can't imagine Tottenham going into a must-win game and leaving out Harry Kane. Mm. It's just, it's inconceivable that Pochettino would do that. And, you know, he's been he's been incredibly defensive of Kane, hasn't he, this year? And, and very strong in his criticisms of, of people that are, are trying to have a go at Kane. So, no, I, I, I certainly don't see Kane being left out. I think, you know, the, the, question, like, the question for me is always in that centre. Who is going to play in that centre? You, you feel like if Victor Wanyama is going to play a game, he's now been on the bench for the last two or three Victor yep, Wanyama. Yes. So, surely, Victor Wanyama's due a start. But, mm. but... As I say, you, you, you're you picking Victor Wanyama in hope that he's going to come in and help the team rather than with real expectancy that he's going to do it. Frank, let me put it to you as well. A week tonight, you're playing, Milton Ke- uh, sorry, you're playing at Milton Keynes. You're playing Watford in the League Cup. Surely that's the game to rest Harry Kane and, and not the league game. Or, or does he, in your opinion, need more than one game off? I would say the next three games have got Next three games. That'd be three must-win games, though, Frank. The three games come out in the Premier League. If you look at those games, we have to be winning them all. They're, that's the opportunity there to take maximum points, get a nine out of nine. Jamie, what do you do, reckon? For me, I'm going to have to say the opposite. I'm going to actually think that he does need a rest. Really? Um, I, in my opinion, I'd like to see him rested for about three games. Um, I just feel as though, in the long term, it will do him better. And I just think over the whole course of the season, it'd be more beneficial to have a fully firing Kane rather than so one. So Sonny and maybe more. Combination for me, I think it will be uh, Sun up front, and I think Moore will be playing on the wing. That's what I'd like to see. But yeah, as I said, I want to see Harry Kane rested for a bit. And lastly, Frank, what's your call in goal? Does Vorm stay between the sticks? Say that again, sorry. Does Vorm stay between the sticks, or do you give Gazaniga a go? Oh, I'll definitely put Vorm on. You'd play Vorm. All right. Well, Frank, thanks a lot for calling. As I say, Frank, all the way from Suffolk. Thanks a lot for calling. And you can call us 0208 70 20 558 is the number. This is the Spurs fan show here on Love Sport. And Ricky, what do you make of that? Someone, someone wants to leave Kane out. Is he a one-off or are there a few of you saying that? I think, you know, I think on Twitter, like Jamie's there. Jamie's also obviously in favour of leaving Kane out. Maybe, listen, again, listen, I'm not here to say who's right and who's wrong. But for me, again, as I say, Harry Kane's got to be starting this one. We've described how this is now the biggest game of Tottenham season. Forget about anything else. Next game is the most important. We have to go to Brighton. We have to win the game just for, just to get some momentum. Just for Spurs Twitter's sake, God, it's so depressing on there. It yeah. is awful. You know, we yeah. have to get a result, Jace, don't we? Just, just on Kane. You know, people are saying he needs a rest, and, and I'm not disputing the fact he doesn't look good, but. I don't know what the stats are. Has Kane played more games in the last four years than Ericsson or Eric Dyer has? You probably think yeah, so. Yeah. He's, he's, well, played, he's, he's been injured as well, hasn't he? He's been yeah. injured for a couple yeah. of periods. Yeah. But, you know, to me, Eric Dyer's played pretty much every single week for the last yeah. three seasons without ever getting a rest, moved around positions. Nobody's nobody's really saying, oh, he looks tired and that. They're just saying he looks awful. Yeah. Jason, I can't say I know the numbers, but I do know for, for Ericsson, that is, I know that Harry Kane's played 176 matches since 2015. That is an awful lot. That's for club and yeah, country. I, I, Look, I know Ericsson's played a lot. He's playing week in, week out for you as well. I can't think it's that high. But what what you're talking about, Ricky, you talk about Spurs social media, and I've got one here uh, I want to put to, to you guys. Alex Reddick saying, how's this going to change? Do you think us fans need to be more realistic in our expectations? I'd settle for top six and a cup win. Are we at that stage yet? Oh, God, I hope, I hope not. Listen, this club, we're going into a brand new stadium. Mm. 
state of Are the you? art. Well, we, we, listen, we're still waiting to, but that's the, that's the plan. We're still meant to be going to this brand new stadium. We want to be competing with the best teams. This Tottenham team a couple of years ago, we was in a title race. Mm. Is it all being forgotten now? We was in a title race. We still should be in a title race. We still should be competing. Listen, the financials this summer show, okay, you would argue maybe we're not competing. But as Tottenham fans, we want to be seeing our mm. club regularly compete for trophies regularly compete for the league I get Alex's point that maybe sometimes we need to rein our expectations in I, I acknowledge that but I don't think as Spurs fans we should be sitting there now saying top six too oh, early so, no. yeah far too early alright so going back to this Saturday's game what role have the fans got to play for uh, for Pochettino and the side Jamie yeah I mean I was, I was at the game on Saturday against Liverpool and um, it was a very negative atmosphere I can, kind of every time we lost the ball we kind of misplaced a pass it was a very negative atmosphere but um, look it's a, it's an obviously an away game so it's going to be our away fans and I've I've, I think we're very, very yeah, impressed we're great, with our away, away fans. And to be honest, they're very loyal. Um, mm. You know, you can never really tell whether we, how well we're doing from <laughs> how they're how they're singing because they're <laughs> always on top form. So I think they've definitely got a big role to play after Saturday's negative atmosphere. Of course, our last Spurs game I went to was the Chelsea game, the three-one. And blimey, I'll never forget the Spurs fans that day. I was sitting in a Chelsea bit, but <laughs> wow, you could hear those Spurs fans. I should think from all the way down the Fulham Road, um, Jace. What what change would you make going going into the game? It is a massive one. What what we've got people here criticising the midfield. We've got Kennard saying Dyer is not a midfielder. Is is he right? I, I think Eric Dyer is perfectly good enough to play for Tottenham, but he's in a, in a really bad period of form. Let's let's not forget the role that Eric Dyer has played over the last three years and a wipeout wipe out all the good games Eric Dyer's had but but I take the take the point on board he's in a really bad period of form and he, he'd be a very lucky boy to start on on Saturday but you know the whole thing is breaking down for me in that area of the pitch mm. I would go with Victor Wanyama the, the problem is I have no idea oh, yeah. who I would start alongside him no that is part of the I problem I think the issue with Wanyama as well is that he just looked he looked very sloppy and a bit off the pace when he came on against Liverpool and for me it would just be a bit too much of a risk to play him now I don't think he's quite ready I think maybe the League Cup game would be the opportunity to kind of bed him back into the team there's only so far replays of that goal against Liverpool last year can take you I suppose aren't there and <laughs> right, it, yeah. last point from, from Kenop before we uh, we move on quickly but he, he's been critical of a player who wasn't even involved last night Deli Ali said Deli Ali needs to move on from being a promising youngster is it fair to lump oh, him well, in with well, the well, criticism well, well, he's not even in the team at the moment well, Deli's what we're missing I think I think we're missing Deli's creativity Deli's movement mm. I think again it's very hard to judge the games when you haven't got your best players available I mean again with the game last night okay defensively you'd probably argue that Delhi wouldn't have helped us but Ali's movement and what he can do for Spurs again he's another one of those players yeah. similar to Ericsson where you don't appreciate enough what these guys do off the ball when times when they're on it he's a wonderful player Delhi Ali we are hoping he's back for this weekend God we do need him because he's a guy mm. that does seem to have big goals in him in big games and listen again I will say it again this Brighton game is a big Big game. It's as big as they come. Ali is on the line from Bolton. We'll be hearing from him very is shortly. That, is that Delhi Ali on the line? <laughs> <laughs> if it is, hurry up. We need you for Saturday. How's Please rest up. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll be coming to Ali very soon. few goal updates from the Championship for you. Norwich 1-0 up against Reading. QPR 2-0 up in that massive London derby. Goals from Massimo Luongo and Ebert Eze and Middlesbrough 1-0 up against Bolton. George Savile has scored there. It's 21 minutes past 8 here. It's the Love Sport Fan Show. I'm Guy Watts. The Fans Show with 7bestbets.com, the official bookmaker of Love Sport. 7bestbets.com. If you are looking for good odds with a simple-to-use app, visit 7bestbets.com. 
As a new customer, you will receive great welcome offers. We cover all sports, as well as an online casino and full range of virtual sports. If that's not enough, regular customers benefit from loyalty bonuses too. 7bestbets.com. Please gamble responsibly. Visit GamblerWare for more details. Love Sport. Available on Radio Player and TuneIn Radio for your smartphone. Download now from the App Store and Google Play. This is Love Sport. The Fans Show with 7bestbets.com. From casinos to horses, we've got it covered. 7bestbets.com. Love Sport's official betting partner. Spurs Fans Show here on Love Sport with me, Guy Watts. Got the boys with last word on Spurs. Got Jamie from the Daily Hotspur here. We're coming towards the end, but I'm pleased to say we've got Ali on the line from Bolton. Is it, is it Delhi Ali? Ali? Yeah, Delhi, if it is you, not... get yourself in bed. We need you for Saturday. Ali, you oh, there? I'll check out. Not the legs for it. What, what, what are your thoughts ahead of that game then? I mean, if Delhi Ali was sort of even close to being fit, would you be throwing him straight back in? I've actually got a completely different question, which sort of links to our next game. All right, well, what's that, Ali? Do you think we're using our fringe players enough? Players like Vincent Janssen, Lorienta, and Kudu. Yeah, I know they're not exactly high flying, but. But why do we throw him in? We're paying him wages. What well, so I think I think the problem with Vincent Jensen is he can't play even if we wanted to because you got twenty five man squad rules and he's not registered in either the Premier League squad or the Champions League squad. So there's absolutely no hope of that. And I think Nkudu's not registered in the Champions League spot either. So th- there's no possible way you can pick them. Lorente you know, <laughs> not good enough. But I mean, you can take that risk and throw him in if you want. But there, there are a genuine reason why you can't play uh, Nkudu and um, Vincent Jensen, that's for sure. And I think Jensen, anyway, is still out. Didn't he have foot surgery yeah, or something Jensen's in the summer? Surgery, so yep. I think the only competition you could play Jensen in is is the Carling Cup or Carabao yeah. Cup or whatever it is. But oh, I mean, yeah. if he's if he's still out with a broken mm. foot or something, and he's you know, then he wouldn't play anyway. Uh, Ali, do you have confidence in, in Pochettino still that he can turn this round, that, that Saturday will see a different sort of performance? Yeah, 100%. I just think we're just going through a tough patch at the moment. I think it'll take time to turn around. We might not even do it this Saturday. Uh, no, this weekend, sorry. But I definitely do think we'll come out of the dark tunnel. I'm definitely 100% backing. All right, well, it's good to hear your Ali, thanks a lot for calling. That's Ali from Bolton there. And, uh, guys, just wanted to do a couple more quick listener questions with you before we finish. We, we've got one from Richard Brooks saying, what's wrong with fans when they sort of start losing their, their plot, losing the plot and losing their sort of faith in the manager so quickly? Why can't they be positive, get behind the team and cheer them on? I mean, is that, is that where you guys mostly are at as well? Do, you, do we just have to have faith? But everyone's different. You know? Everyone has a different mentality of where they see Spurs are at. And like I said, my opinion doesn't mean I'm right and everybody's wrong. I think everyone just has a different perception of where Spurs should be with how the club has come on. And I don't think it's right of any fan to sit there and say that, you know, one supporter's fan is, one supporter's opinion is right against another. I just think we do need to remain together now. This is such a big game at the weekend. And Spurs are always stronger when we have a collective. As a, as a fan base, rather than us all being tearing each other, well, rather than us tearing each other apart on Twitter and different social media outlets, we need to come together. It's such a big game on Saturday, and the whole club needs to be as one. Jamie, I don't know if you saw the game on Monday night, Southampton Brighton. I actually had the pleasure of watching the second half. It was a much better game than I was expecting. Three goals in the second half, late comeback. Watching that, I mean, that Brighton side's not going to roll over for anyone. I mean, you must go there with a bit of bit of trepidation. 
Absolutely. I think they, they've shown great resilience in the last two games, of course, coming back. Um, and obviously that's an issue for us where we've been weak. You know, we saw last night, you know, we, we conceded a, a, the lead in the last few minutes. So that's certainly got to be an issue where we've got to be alert the whole game. And Pochettino's got to be spot on in how he changes the game. Yeah, for sure. Ricky, I know you just want to say a quick word to, to the to the listeners, the last word on Spurs followers and all that sort of thing. Yeah, just want to say, guys, a massive, massive thank you this week for all of the listener questions. Again, as always, we try and read out as many as we can, and guys very kindly read some out this evening. But again, I just want to say, just keep them coming, guys. As always, we try on every show, whether it be Love Sport Radio or on our own podcast, to try and get through as many as we can. And just, guys, just fingers crossed for Saturday. Let's hope we've got a result. Let's hope we've got a positive show to bring you next week. You know we love trying to be positive and vibrant about Spurs. We've tried, Jase, haven't we? I think it could get worse. <laughs> don't, <laughs> start, Blimey. don't start it. Even I was wanting you to win until just then. <laughs> oh. Go on, quickly. Lastly, prediction out of all of you. What's it, it going to be? We're going to go there and we're going to win 3-1. Jase? I think we'll get beat. Oh, oh, Jamie, Jamie. Oh, I'm going to say three one, three one, three one Spurs. Yep, three one Spurs. All right, two to one here in the studio. Right, I'm afraid that's all we got time for here on the Spurs fan show here on Love Sport. I've been Guy Watts, Jason, and Ricky have been from Last Word on Spurs, and Jamie's been from the Daily Hotspur. Digital radio offers great sound quality and more stations than ever before. And we want to make sure that you get Love Sport on your digital radio. Just press the auto-tune or auto-scan button and Love Sport will appear on your menu. Love Sport on digital radio. Sports Social Podcast Network.